It's Sunday, October 30th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Nearly 150 people have died from a stampede in one of Seoul, South Korea's popular nighttime districts following a massive turnout there for the Halloween weekend. At least 146 people were killed while 150 others suffered injuries in the city's Itaewon neighborhood, according to local fire authorities. More than 140 emergency vehicles had been dispatched to the neighborhood, home to many nightclubs and bars that were throwing late-night Halloween parties. The deadly stampede appeared to have occurred in a narrow, downward-sloping alleyway, according to the semi-official Yonhap News Agency, citing an eyewitness. Officials had anticipated crowds of roughly 100,000 people in the neighborhood, which is in central Seoul. In other news, two car bombs exploded Saturday at a busy junction in Somalia's capital near key government offices, causing dozens of civilian casualties, including children. One hospital worker counted at least 30 bodies amid fears of possibly many more. The attack in Mogadishu occurred on a day when the president, prime minister, and other senior officials were meeting to discuss expanded efforts to combat violent extremism, especially by the al-Qaeda-affiliated al-Shabaab group that often targets the capital. It also came five years after another massive blast in the exact same location killed over 500 people. There was no immediate claim of responsibility. Al-Shabaab rarely claims attacks with large numbers of civilians killed, as in the 2017 blast. President Hassan Sheikh Mohammed blamed Al-Shabaab by name, calling the attack cruel and cowardly. Somalia's government has been engaged in a high-profile new offensive against the extremist group that the United States has described as one of Al-Qaeda's deadliest organizations. Around the world, Russia said Saturday that it would suspend participation in the export of agricultural products from Ukrainian ports in response to an attack on the occupied Black Sea port of Sevastopol that it blamed on the government of Ukraine. The defense ministry said in a statement published on Telegram that ships of the Black Sea fleet and civilian ships involved in ensuring the security of the so-called Grain Corridor had come under attack. As a result, the Russian side suspends participation in the implementation of agreements on the export of agricultural products from Ukrainian ports, the statement said. The move threatens to derail the United Nations brokered deal that unblocks Ukraine's vital grain exports through the Black Sea, which is crucial to addressing a global hunger crisis and comes a day after UN Chief Antonio Guterres urged Russia and Ukraine to renew the agreement which is officially set to expire on November 19th. Officials from Russia, Turkey, Ukraine, and the UN signed the grain agreement in July. The agreement is one of the few diplomatic breakthroughs of the war and helped to bring the global price of wheat down to pre-war levels, and if shipments of Ukrainian grain are halted, the suspension will likely drive up the global price of wheat, corn, and other vital food products. Back in the U.S., President Joe Biden, accompanied by one of his granddaughters, cast his midterm ballot on Saturday. In-person early voting in his home state of Delaware, where Biden regularly returns for weekends, began Friday. Democrats nationwide have encouraged voters to take advantage of early voting, either by mail-in ballots or at precincts where available to maximize turnout. Biden said he was feeling good about the midterms, which will decide control of Congress for the next two years. And 
Police around the country are using gumshoe detective work to break up sophisticated rings that steal catalytic converters, though many fear that they aren't making a dent in a crime wave triggered by pricey precious metals. Criminals use high-speed jacks and battery-operated saws to steal the devices in less than a minute, according to police. The National Insurance Crime Bureau tallied some 52,000 stolen catalytic converters in 2021, three times as high as in 2020 and more than tenfold increase from 2019. Car owners can help curb thefts by installing protective metal cages to make them harder to steal. Authorities are stepping up their efforts to prevent the thefts and to break up the rings that steal and traffic in the devices. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.